Hello and welcome to the A New You TV show. I am your host, Ivy Caldwell. And today I have a special guest and her name is Keisha Sando. I'm gonna read you her bio and then we uh, will welcome her to the show and we will get a conversation started on the different steps or processes of grief. All right, so we're gonna be in forward to a good conversation on today. Keisha J. Sando has her master arts degree in licensed mental health counseling, is a New York-based licensed uh, mental health counselor with 20 plus years of experience in the mental health field. She received her undergraduate degree in psychology from Eastern University and her master's in counseling psychology from Bowie State University. Kia is the owner of uh, the group practice called Peace-Filled Mental Health Counseling Services based out of Brooklyn, New York. Keisha is the founder of Authentic Profitable pra Practice where she coaches and teaches therapists how to start and run a successful therapy practice. She is the co-author of What's Next? A Guide to Dealing with Grief After a Loss, Letting Go of Baby. Wow. She is a certified integrative mental health professional. She is also a trained trauma therapist. Keisha is currently writing a book to help people who are experiencing anxiety and depression uh, using therapeutic techniques along with holy scriptures to walk in freedom. Keisha is also a part of a collaborative project called Out of the Shadows, which is a book that speaks on entrepreneurs' experience with anxiety and depression and the ways they continue to preserve and show up for themselves as well as in their business. Keisha, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Amen, amen. I am so glad uh, that you are here on today to discuss this very important topic because, you know, over the past two years, uh, everyone has been affected by death and grief. Uh, whether it's a family member, you know, a coworker, associates, we all have been affected. So this is a very important topic that needs to be um, discussed and the floor is yours. Right. So you're right. Definitely over the last two years, um, you know, it's been even rough. It, and it's not to say that we have not experienced um, any type of trauma or grief prior to the pandemic. But I think what makes this such a significant thing is just the whole the, the topic of a pandemic just represents or indicates that a lot of people are experiencing something very similar. And so I think right now, even, even more than before, it's so important for us to be talking about these things um, because a lot of people prior to the pandemic were not ex necessarily experiencing these specific type of um, symptoms or having these issues that they would, you know, they didn't have before. And now all of a sudden these um, events are happening and there are many people that just don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy to be able to talk about um, you know, this topic and to provide whatever insight or um, information I can to help to help all of us, because all of us have been touched in some way or another regarding yes, this, yes, this topic. Yes. Um, 
So one of the biggest things that I've noticed in terms of just like the pandemic is that many people are experiencing these two things. Number one, depression, um, and then number two, anxiety. So when you look at those two things, again, these are different topics that many people have experienced way before the pandemic, but it's becoming more prevalent. So the, even I would say even probably bigger, the first thing that I noticed was uh, people that were just dealing with depression mm. because you have a lot of isolation. Yeah. People, you know, we weren't able to be in social environments. We weren't, you know, before now we have like this whole Zoom era where Zoom just kind of took off. So yeah. we're like, what is this? And <laughs> how do we still stay connected to each other, um, you know, when we're not able to see each other face to face? And so a lot of people struggled with that. Yeah. It's like being able to or not being able to connect in that way. How do you find like this new way of living, that new way of connecting, um, the new way of being uh, without that in that personal contact? And yeah. I think, honestly, a lot of us probably didn't realize that we really thrive off of that, that one-on-one connection. Um, And I think whenever you're so used to doing something in a certain way, and then there's this major shift Mm -hmm. because of this event that happens, that initially would just kind of throw us into a shock, you know, just because it's something completely new. And we're like, what, what is this? How do we deal with it? And then we try to go back to our normal way of coping. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when that way of coping doesn't work, then that can kind of send us into this depression because now we're, you know, we're disappointed with the way that things are happening. We're disappointed with the way we're responding to what's happening. Uh, we, we feel like there's like a lack of hope, a lack of um, just like f- of a future, basically. Yeah, we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And um, I've, I've found that a lot of people, because of those particular things, have gone into those, those feelings um, or even more so of, of depression. So that's definitely one thing. And I could talk about it later if you want to, in terms of like, what are some of those symptoms? Yeah. Um, um so yeah. Do you want to go into that now or? Um, no, I was just thinking about like when the pandemic first started though, where I had to put the mask on mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. go to the grocery store. And I'm like, God, this is not normal. You know, it just didn't feel right at all. Right. And it does lead to that isolation because now you can't touch. And at my church, it's like we used to have like summer picnics, go over to one another's homes to fellowship, you know, play volleyball and just just hang out and have barbecues. But now you had mm-hmm. to isolate, you know, that can lead to depression, especially when you're used to having that human touch. And that's the way we were created. Right. Yep. Yep. It, it was, it was a big shocker, I think, for many of us, unless you were one of those people that were, I would say on the side of being more of an introvert yeah. and probably didn't really like, cause you do have some of those people too on yeah. that side. They're like, I'm fine with not, not engaging or not having to see people because I love being in the home or whatever the case is. So of course we know that reality is that it didn't hit everyone mm-hmm. the same way. But it did hit a lot of people in that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah. So I would say that the next thing that I noticed as well was dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now, this was probably, I'll probably even more so, you, we saw this initially more so than the depression. 
because we're talking about fear. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like, okay, what is this? You know, like when you think about fear or even like anxiety, it's like the fear of the unknown. Yes. You don't know what's going to happen. And so right. like in the beginning, it was a lot of us that were dealing with that unknown. Like they're talking first, it came from, you know, something where we're just putting on our mask. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, it, initially it was, we don't need to wear masks. Right, you know, we right, came from right, that. Right. So like, this is going to be something where the kids are going to be out of school for like two weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, they'll go back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now they, they're not going back. Now mm-hmm. we have to wear masks. Then a lot, of, then you started to hear the increase in people, you know, being hospitalized and then eventually passing away. And then those numbers are increasing. Anybody in their right mind is going to start to feel some sense of anxiety yeah. regarding that because we don't know what's happening, how it's happening so quickly. Yeah. And again, it's like that fear of the unknown. And what happens with anxiety is that when we feel like we don't have control mm. over something, that's where the anxiety starts to creep in. And yeah. I mean, we can we can talk about that from the you know the pandemic just as long as we could talk about it with any other topic, you know, when any type of any type of situation that happens in our lives where we feel like we don't have control over it, we start to become anxious. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, what do I do? You know, what do I say? Or what, you know, what's going to happen with them? And then of course, if you have people that you care for, mm-hmm. you have, um, especially with the pandemic, they were talking about people that were, um, you know, were more at risk than other people. Mm -hmm. So then you start to be concerned about that. So honestly, like everybody had a right to be anxious, to be nervous. How do you combat that anxiousness though? Exactly. So, you know, there's, there's many things. I think the first thing is just really to recognize all, all those things that, that I just said in terms of like the things that you're thinking, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of anxiety, it could be the way you think, and it could also be the way you feel. So that's that's the first part that people need to understand, even before you start thinking about, well, what can I do about it? Mm-hmm. Because the like, I'm gonna give you for ex- an example. So when people feel anxious, they can feel um, nervousness or like a sick sickness in their stomach. They can start to feel, um, you know, their heart racing. Mm-hmm. They can feel out of breath. They yeah. can have clammy hands. So depending on, you know, what type of, what type of symptoms you may want to use certain techniques yeah. for reducing anxiety. But I would say that there are certain techniques that you can use that overall, no matter what type of physical sensations you have as a result of anxiety, those things can help to reduce it. So I could talk mm-hmm. about a little of the, a little bit of those things. Yeah, um, sure. So the, yeah. honestly, the one that I always tell people about and I feel like it's the best technique mm-hmm. is a breathing technique. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of people is like kind of stereotypical, well, just breathe. But there's important things that you can think about when it, when it comes down to breathing techniques. The first thing is that knowing that when we have our breath under control, we're breathing mm-hmm. correctly, that's going to help us not only to relax physically, but it sends that those, it gives us the oxygen in our brain that we need to think clearly. to make good decisions as well. So the breathing technique is going to help us with our brain Mm -hmm. and it's also going to help us in our bodies. So, Mm -hmm. and I like it because it's something that's always with you. So, you know, we have like certain things, we can take a bubble bath, we can read a book. What if you don't have those things with you? You always have your breath. Um, And so breathing 
a breathing technique is definitely something that people can use to help when you, especially when you're in that moment, when you really feel like you're being overwhelmed mm. by anxiety. And one of the, the techniques that I tend to, to teach people is just a simple, like you're going to breathe in for four seconds, you pause for two seconds, and then you can exhale for six seconds. Mm. And normally when you're breathing in, you're breathing in through your nose, and then you're going to exhale through your mouth. Yeah, now, yeah. I would kind of put it out there that sometimes people that have some trouble breathing, they may not be able to breathe in through their nose. Then I also know that there's some people that cannot really breathe through their nose. So I do want to say mm-hmm. that I acknowledge that. So just kind of oh, wow. try to do the best that you can. Um, as well as if you have a little bit of trouble breathing, you may not want to do that long exhale. Because the longer you exhale, you know, you're going to start to feel, you might feel a little bit woozy. It's, it's mm-hmm. really um, helping you to relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, so some people even do like breathing for four, hold it for two, exhale for eight. But I think like a safe, a safe uh, way to do it is like on that exhale for six seconds. So that's something that I actually teach um, some of my clients in terms of helping them to relax. Another thing that I do is positive Mm self-talk. That's also something that you always have with you, but you may have to do a little bit more practice in terms of making sure you have the right things to say when you actually need it. So I suggest people... Actually, um, I go by this therapeutic uh, technique is called CBT. Mm-hmm. And part of that technique, it, it really looks at the relationship between the way you think, the way you feel and the way you behave. And so what I like about it is it really looks at the thought process and looks at the positive versus the negative thoughts. So if we're talking about being anxious about something specifically with COVID, you can actually kind of write down what are those specific anxious thoughts that you have? Yeah. And then you come up with an alternate positive thought. Mm. So like, you know, you might be anxious that, um, you know, you may you may get COVID, which is a possibility because yeah. many people have gotten COVID, right? Yeah. But then maybe another but alternate thought could be that, you know, well, even if I got, I, you know, I hope I don't get COVID, but if I do get COVID, there's at least at this point, there's shots that you can take. There's medication you can take. Um, there's a lot of people that have survived it as well. We know that me, there are many people that have not, but there are people that have. So you just basically take all the negative thoughts that you have, write it down. You can even do it like on a paper, like straight down the middle. Yeah. One, you do your negative, and then the other one, you do your positive. And those positive statements are going to be the things that you want to remember to use. And if you can't, re- you can't really remember it at, in the moment, write it down, put it on the index card, something like that, that can help yeah. you to, you know, really be in a moment to get yourself grounded. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's the mental side of it. But then you have the spiritual side as well. And it's like some scriptures are popping in my mind about be anxious for nothing and mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of mm-hmm. power, love, and a sound mind. So we can incorporate the two. Exactly. Those positive yeah. affirmations, though, those are key as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'm glad you brought that up but because... Um, within the scriptures, it basically, it gives us this like outline, really, 
of, of what we need to do. Right. Um, so definitely if we're working by, you know, our faith, if we have a belief in God, we know that God has already laid out all these different things for us. And he told us to change our mind, you know, to yeah. think on these things, the things yeah. that are good, things that yeah. of good, I mean, of good report, right. Um, right. You know, the things that are true, um, all of those different things. So yeah. you could take that same concept and write those things down. Yeah. So you could use um, like, you know, like a general basic uh, positive self uh, statements. Mm-hmm. And then you can also integrate those positive, positive scriptures, the scriptures yeah. that relate to those things as well. And yeah. that would help you even, even more so because when you realize that, especially when we, when we look at um, incorporating our faith and believing in God, that makes it to me even easier to hold on to because you recognize that your strength and your ability mm-hmm. to get through that thing that you're going through is not just about yourself. It's actually you're relying on God. So yeah. if you believe in God and you know that God is going to provide those things just like he's done it before. So why would he not do it here? Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. I think it's just like normal for people because we like to tend to think on the negative side mm-hmm. instead of the positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's, I think yeah. it's hard sometimes for many of us to, um, to think of the positive things because of the fact that we're looking at everything that we feel like didn't go right in the mm-hmm. past. Um, certain things may have caused us to lose trust. Yeah. Whether it's trust in ourselves, or maybe it could even be trusted. We felt like things caused us to lose trust in God. It could yeah. be those yeah. things as well. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to the disappointment. And then that mm-hmm. causes us to lose faith. So mm-hmm. we have to like work on shifting like that paradigm shift, shifting all of those things so that we begin to believe again and we can yeah. hold on to those things. And then like the scripture says, be anxious for nothing. Yeah. But we have to put those things in place. First, we can't just wake up and say like, you know what? I'm just going to not be anxious today. Like that would be lovely. And I do believe that we should continue saying those, those things to ourselves, but we have to put in the work as well. Put in the practice, put Mm -hmm. it in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, just, so we talked about depression and we also talked about, um, anxiety. I think maybe, maybe talk a little bit about the symptoms of depression as well. Like, how do you even recognize depression. So we talked a little bit about what that looks like with anxiety. So definitely with depression, one of the ways that you definitely would know is a couple of things. Um, are you, have you changed the way that you are motivated in terms of activities? Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm one that normally likes to go out with my friends or I like to go shopping or I'm always out and about. If I notice that you know, my, my friends are now calling me, asking me, Hey, where are, where are you? What's going on? We haven't, we haven't heard from you. You haven't called me. You haven't texted mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a sign that maybe something is, is not, not right. Something is kind of unusual. Um, you can also look at your appetite. Mm-hmm. Are you still, are you eating the right way or eating normally, whatever mm-hmm. your normal appetite will look like? have things changed with that. And that could be an increase in your diet um, or increase in your appetite as well as a decrease mm-hmm. in your appetite. Cause some people eat more when they're stressed or depressed yeah. and some people eat less. Yeah. So it just really depends on what is normal or abnormal for yourself. You can also look at uh, lack of sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing with that back and forth. It could also be sleeping too much mm-hmm. too. 
those could be signs that you are depressed. Um, and what I want to also point out is that a lot of people don't realize that people that are depressed, sometimes it looks like anger. Mm. So the person is just like, I'm just this, I don't know what's going on with that person. They're just so angry and frustrated. They're so yeah. irritable all the time. That could actually be a sign that the person might be depressed. So they're snapping at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's wow. like, we, we just look at it as the person is just snapping on us, but <laughs> has anybody asked like, what's really going on? Why are they snapping at us? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? Have you also noticed that that person is so irritable, has not been calling anybody? Mm. They're not going out anymore. They're not doing the things they used to do. They're not showing up in these same places. They might be depressed. Yeah. So, you know, there's, those are some things that you can definitely, there's, a, of course, a lot more, but those are like some, some uh, good signs to look at to yeah. determine if the person may be um, depressed. And of course, if you're having like suicidal ideations or homicidal ideation, things like that that's definitely, um, you know, a concern. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I would say also with that, just like with the symptoms of depression and the, the techniques you can use, there's also some techniques that you can use for depression as well. Yeah. But like, what if you are like, you really don't have like a big circle. No one is really around and you find yourself in this place of being depressed it's like i know Mm -hmm. it's important to speak up but how do you speak up when you say speak up you mean like actually somebody yes yes so i mean that's actually a really good question because a lot of times people are just so into their own especially when you're depressed you might be just so into like your own self your own thoughts that you don't know how to even express what you're going through, let alone ask somebody like for help about it. Um, so one of the things I would definitely say, there's a couple of things I'm thinking of. Uh, number one, I would say, you know, look at your support system. And there, there's just some people within our, our friend group, our family group that even if we don't have to say a word and they know something is not right, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, so, hey, hey. yeah. So just if you th- if you're thoughtful um, as a, as a person that may be feeling depressed, of course, you're still going to have to do that work, but it might just be like calling the person mm-hmm. and they would, even if you're talking like no, what you would think would be normally that person, if they know you will probably know that something's not right. Yeah. And, yeah. and at least they can ask the questions to help you to get it out. Because sometimes when people are really depressed, they can't, they don't have the energy yeah. to come up with the words to oh, say how no. they're feeling. Yeah, because yeah. I think about that young lady. I don't know if she was in New York or not, but the young lady that um killed herself, jumped off the top of the building or something. Mm, like yes, and yes. I people are like shocked. You know, you, mm-hmm. you have a clue. So it's very important that we pay attention to um, our loved ones and those of that course. we're close to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely from the other side of it. I mean, a lot of what we're talking about right now is like if you're experiencing it, but Yes, look out for those, the same things. If you have someone that's close to you and you notice that something is not right, it may not be right. Yeah. Um, and they may not have the strength, the words, mm. or just the energy to, to, to say it. Mm. Or they may not know what to do. Remember, we talked about anxiety and um, even with the brain and 
when you're feeling super anxious, like you may not really be able to think clearly mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. whatever it is you need. The same thing can happen with depression. It may not be the same like physical sens- sensations, but when you're depressed, like your, your, your thoughts may not be rational. Mm. So you're, you're coming up with all these thoughts about what you don't have or what your life looks like, but someone on the outside may see it as completely different. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good to be, con- to at least have a su- support system, even if it's like before something happens, like yeah. tell your friend, look, if you know, you know that if I don't text you like within a week or so, just give me a call, <laughs> you know, yeah. something's probably not right. So that's something else I would suggest too. like, don't wait until something happens. Like yeah. talk to your friends and help them to know who you are before these situations are happening. So that if something does happen, they, you would have a, a good support sy- system at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Those thoughts in the mind. What was that book that Joyce Myers wrote? The battlefield of the of mind. The mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to check those thoughts um, that we are having if they're negative thoughts and they're pulling us away from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That, that depression and anxiety, especially depression can, it can make you feel like you're not yourself. Like you can look and feel so different. Mm. And sometimes uh, a lot of times people, people will notice it, but you may not even really notice what's happening. Mm, it's almost okay. like I've heard people, it's almost like they're in a time warp. Wow. So the person themselves may not know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're yeah. just like, kind of like denying it. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Is it people go through, people experience depression in different ways. And then also people go through different cycles yeah. of depression too. Oh, wow. Hello. Thank you so much to tuning into the A New you show. I hope you enjoyed it to the fullest. I hope that you are being challenged. I have some information for you and how you can support the A New You TV show. You can visit my website, FootprintEnterprisesLLC.com, and you can donate to this great cause to continue to get the gospel out to the nations. You don't want to make a donation? No problem. You know what? I have books. I have books. I have journals. I have a workbook. Go to my website and grab one of those books. Well, you don't want a book? I got you. You want a t-shirt, a mug, or a hoodie? Well, visit my Etsy account, and the name over there is a new you designs and grab yourself a t-shirt. I have exposed t-shirts, a new you t-shirts, mugs, and hoodies. Go grab yourself some gear to support this ministry. I am also a transformation life coach. Maybe there's something in your life that you want to transform about you so you can become a new you. Do you have uh, issues with low self-esteem? You need a new mindset. Maybe you want to get yourself a new career. You're not sure what path to take. I will be glad to assist you in that endeavor. My background is uh, helping those uh, expose their truth. Is there something about you you have yet to reveal to the world, or better yet, deal with personally 
yourself. You're struggling with it. You don't want to deal with the emotional pain, but baby, let me tell you, you got to go back to that pain so you can uproot it, deal with it, heal from it, and move forward in your life. There is greater for you on the other side of it. There is greater waiting on you. There are people waiting on you. Breakthrough is only a few steps away. You know what? Go to my website, grab a free copy of the course outline to see the steps that I will personally walk you through if you would like to endeavor and go through this process. There's a process, but you can get through it. I will assist you with it. All right, you don't know me. I completely understand it, but you know what? I got you. When you get that free outline course, you will get a follow-up email and there will be a link. I have a self-paced online course that you can take in the privacy of your own home at your own leisure to start this problem. I thank you for uh, tuning in to the show once again. I thank you for the support. Have a wonderful day and God bless you. Bye-bye.